れからいくらか夜好きにもなりましたいつの海が息を忘れて Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Your Weekly Ramen. How are you, chaps? We're good, sir. Jolly good. Jolly good. Hey. Chilio. Where's the Cheerios? Cheerios? Hi. Uh, have we been racist enough yet? I have, I, like, can, I, I cannot do a, a good accent to save my life. Please, sir. Please give us more accent. May I have another? <laughs> Tiny Tim will work extra. overtime. Tyler's done with the accent. Extra, extra. Read all about it. British, British accent is not uh, not my strong suit. I could do some others, you know. A Scottish accent isn't as as uh, as hard to do. Um, Indian is is okay. It's not too bad. Extra, extra. Tyler stinks at British accents. Extra, extra. <laughs> Read all about it. We've already been very offensive, and we're only like a minute and a half in. I don't think this is offensive. I think the British accent is something that's more often than not, more often than not, adored. Yeah, I wish I had a an awesome British accent, but uh, no, unfortunately, I don't. I tell I you, know. the anime tunes guys had pretty awesome accents too. <laughs> I, yeah, they did. It was very smooth, uh-huh. like Scotch. Scotch, Scotch tape. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was talking about. Uh, Goes right down. Goes down easy. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Hey, Uh, guys. Pika, however the hell you pronounce it, it's no laughing matter. Pikachu? Pekka, Pika. I think it's called Pika. Pika, Pika? It's like where you eat rocks and sand and stuff. Pikachu. It's a real thing. Is it? Yeah. You've never heard of Pika? I've only heard of Pikachu. <laughs> Not quite the same thing. Well, yeah. You could. So wait, you. What is it? So it's this uh, mental disorder some uh-huh. people have, where they like get strong cravings to eat stuff that's inedible, like oh, uh, like a Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, like electric um. electric mice. I mean, to be fair, that's probably edible. It just might hurt a little, be a little shocking going down. <laughs> it's a little uh, zesty, perhaps. Mm, there you go. It's got a bit of a kick. <laughs> yeah. Got a bite to it. You know <laughs> what I mean? 
It'll be squealing the whole time it goes down. Oh, God, what, are you going to eat it alive? <laughs> no, I said you'll be squealing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess you could, though. <laughs> peek a peek a peek. That's terrible. That's how, that's how uh, dingoes in the outback eat. No, not dingoes. What's the laughing one in Africa? Hyenas? Yeah, that's how hyenas eat their prey. Oh. I saw it on TV once, so it must be true. Yeah, right. Speaking of seeing on TV and horrible, have you seen the uh, Detective Pikachu commercials? No, that sounds. Odd. I don't have TV here, so I'm you not should, caught you up with YouTube the commercial. Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. It is a new game, uh, and Pikachu talks with like, and this is just the they haven't like dubbed it, but the Japanese one. Pikachu talks with like a. Uh, like, noir-esque detective, like, you know, gritty accent, and he's, like, actual speaking, it's not just, like, Pikachu, it's, like, him actually talking. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not, I wish I was. But, uh, no, that's a thing. Uh, wow. What yeah. a strange world we live in. Yep, I guess, uh... Nintendo thought, hmm, how else can we get money from Pokemon? <laughs> we don't get enough money from Pokemon. Well, that's like Disney going the opposite way with it and deciding, oh, from now on, Mickey Mouse is only going to say his name. <laughs> Mickey Mouse! <laughs> I can't do Mickey, a Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse! <laughs> Some people can do really good, uh, you know, impressions. Not me. Like, I couldn't do a Kermit the Frog to save my life either. <laughs> oh, man. Barry does amazing Kermit the Frog. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how people do I mean, that's like such a common one. Like, it seems like everybody knows how to do a Kermit the Frog. Hey, I could not hey, do it. Going? Do I sound yeah. like Kermit the Frog at all? Huh? Not, no. <laughs> <clears throat> I could do well, a. Um, I guess my career in voice acting is dead then, isn't it? I could do a Cookie Monster. Cooker! <laughs> That's talent right there. I know. I know. <laughs> so, ah, well then. Shall we get started? <laughs> yeah. On that I note. Wish, I wish I knew someone who was really like Cookie Monster. Like, they were completely normal, and then they just went bonkers when they saw <laughs> cookies. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the Family Guy uh, sketch? And uh, I know Family Guy's not for everybody, but this was like in the old days when Family Guy was really good. Um, there was a, a the Cookie Monster. They they uh, found him in a toilet stall with a spoonful <laughs> of cookie dough, lighting with a lighter underneath it, trying to heat it up. Yeah, I remember that. That was a good one. <laughs> do you know what that? You know what drug they do that with? Um, I said meth. It's either meth or crack. Yeah, well, it could be several. Who knows? Not a druggy. Or apparently, chocolate chip. Mm, chocolate chip. I, now that's a drug I could get into. That's a drug I have been into. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> It'll kill you slowly. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a real treat for you guys this week for the flavor of the week. I'm looking forward to it. Let me just find the tab. I do not... Just carry on. <laughs> Hold on, let me find the tab. I don't think you want 
Not AS- getting any younger, I so. I don't think you want ASP.NET 5 as your food of the week. <laughs> I've had worse, so. Oh, okay, fair enough. <clears throat> Alright, let's try this. <clears throat> Today's flavor of the week is a Japanese spiny lobster saute, along with a roasted turkey, sticky toffee pudding, fairy cakes, served with a uva milk tea on the side. And for dessert, we have an apple crompté, uh, crompette, uh, hold on, now again, draped with yogurt. Oh my, how marvelous! Sim- simply wonderful! Mm. Only the finest for our viewers. <laughs> Listeners. Sir, I must say, this is one hell of a dish. Mm, indeed. Um, but... Sorry, cutting out a little bit, hold on. That's, that's fine. Ain't no buts about it, Ty. I'll carry you. I'll carry you, bud. Where you see one set of footsteps, that's where I carried you. <laughs> Did you, you know? I'm, I'm a little heavy, <laughs> well, so see, I, mean, it's, I hope you can... To, to be fair, it's one set of footsteps and then uh, a nice deep drag mark. <laughs> Where you just got tired and you're just like, alright, I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. drag you now. Yep. Ah, alright, sorry about that. So, in case you're wondering why we went so fancy this week, uh, it, it has to do with our anime of the week. Oh, uh, do tell. Hmm, I shall. Our anime of the week. Oh, wait, before we go into that, itadakimasu. 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 It's almost impossible to say that in a British accent. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Is the Takimas? I'm sure somebody has. Yeah, I'm sure. Where's the British guy when you need him, huh? Try with the Scottish. Eat the Takimas. Just eat the Takimas. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> Can you do it with a southern accent? Eat the Takimas. Eat the Takimas. Eat the Takimas. I'm back now, y'all here. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, our anime of the week this week is Black Butler, and uh, the the Japanese name for this took me, like, I, I've been trying to rehearse it for a few days, because it's kind of a tongue twister. Man, this dedication. Have you, like, have you seen the Japanese ti- uh, title? Yeah, and then I get a little twitch every if I stare at it too long. Like, I've been, like, trying and trying for, like, a day or two. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to start rehearsing this so I know how to say it. Or at least <laughs> I don't sound, like, horrible when I do. And, like, I could not do it for, like, the first day. And I think I finally got it today. So, here we go. I'm going to give it a shot. Ready? Hiroshitsuji. Wow, you made it seem easy. <laughs> well, kinda. It, it's that middle part that really gets me. Kuroshitsuji. <laughs> that middle part? The, 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 uh, the shits part. The oh shit part? Oh shits. Wow, oh, that's beautiful. Kur oh shits uji. <laughs> that's, how, uh, that's how you should remember to, to, to say it. Kuroshitsuji. Um, yeah, this is a... Uh, this is a fun anime. It so 
this is kind of something I wanted to talk to you about, and I don't know if it's too early to bring this up, but in your opinion, mm-hmm. when you're going into this, right, and yeah. this is something I've been thinking about a lot this week, uh, whether you like an anime or not, mm-hmm. um, uh, completely disregarding on how the anime actually is, whether it's good or bad, whether you like an anime or not, going straight into it, I feel like um, your state of mind plays a huge role like on on whether you'll enjoy that anime or not going into it. Because I feel like more often than, than not, if you go into an anime thinking, okay, this is something I'm interested in, um, and I'm excited to watch this, then more often than not, you're probably going to end up liking it. But then that's a double-edged sword, because if you go into something and it's been really hyped up by others, then your expectations are, you know, they might be too high. Right, right. And it might not perform as well. But Best to just go in with an open mind. Kind of a and, blank slate, but open yeah, mind. Yeah, that... That in mind, I was going to ask you, do you see this more as, I mean, this anime definitely has a lot of comedy and a lot of action, but when you're watching it, watching this, do you think of it as a action anime with, you know, bits of comedy sprinkled in, or do you think of it as um, a comedy anime with, uh, badass action parts every now and then i i would say yeah i'd say more so on the comedy side um with a little bit of action sprinkled in and all that such i think so too and i think that's i mean it just in my humble opinion um i think that's the better way to go into watching this anime because uh in the past i've watched this before and I went into it expecting it I, I went into it with the mindset of this is a an action comedy and you're gonna have your occasional comic relief. And um I didn't get very far with that mindset because there were like in my opinion, once again just an opinion, looking at it going into that with that mindset the the comic parts seemed to kind of get in the way and they became annoying for me um and hmm. this time around and it was a lot to do there's other stuff i'm probably putting the cart before the horse here but there's other stuff that i feel like is necessary to kind of accept right off the bat if you're going to enjoy this which is um one you're going to need to accept and this might like I said, be getting ahead of myself. But you're going to need to accept the fact that throughout this whole anime, everyone's going to treat a young kid like they would an adult in high authority or, you know, with a lot of power and respect. But there's a reason um, for it, so... Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, and then you're going to need to accept the fact that... Uh, um one cast member or one member in particular has 
a distinct voice that might um, offset some people. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that later. But I feel like I feel I feel like that's one of the things. This anime, if you make, if you accept some simple things like that, right, then it makes this anime really great. Whereas if you can't get over those little things, like if you just can't get over the fact that everyone's, like this little kid's given orders to full-grown adults and, um, you know, bossing them around and stuff like that, if you can't get over that, then it'll be a little bit more hard to enjoy. Fair enough. But I think, I mean, and that's, I think that's interesting to me because it's interesting how something like that can have such a big impact on the anime. And it's not, it has nothing to do with the anime itself. Absolutely nothing to do with the anime itself. It's all about the person watching the anime. So. Bias. Yeah. And I imagine that's got to be very frustrating from an animator or animation studio's point of view because they could have the epitome epitome of anime, the best anime that was ever made, and someone can, you know, have have a certain mindset while watching it that uh that um and they don't end up enjoying the anime and oh. then they've robbed themselves of, you know, a great experience watching a good anime. I mean I think that's just kinda like you can apply the same thing to, like, a genre. Like, for example, me. I'm not a big yeah. sports fan genre. Uh, sports genre. Um, so, like, when we did last week's episode about one-outs, it's like, if I like sports, I'm sure I would have way more enjoyed that anime. Yeah. But I'm not a big sports fan, so I didn't really enjoy it. Yeah. So, I mean... Gotcha. You know, it, it, it's just kind of, you know, it, it was, it could be the best sports anime ever, but it's still a sports anime, so, meh. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but anyway, you know, to come full full circle here, it's, uh, we, we both, it seems we both watched it as a comedy anime with bits of action in it. Yeah, I'd say that's the way to do it. But... Yeah, that's, and then that way, because... That way, the action's, like, a bonus, right? Um, I don't... Yeah, action's, like, a bonus, and it's, like, a special thing. Whereas the other way around, the comedy kind of detracts from the action. So, yeah. Well, why don't we uh, go ahead and tell the listeners what this anime is, so they can understand what we're talking about. Okay, yeah, sorry about (laughs) that. Please, go ahead. So, again, this anime is Black butler uh here's the synopsis young cl phantom hive is known as the queen's guard dog taking care of the many unsettling events that occur in victorian england for her majesty aided by sebastian michaelis his loyal butler with seemingly inhuman abilities cl uses whatever means necessary to get the job done but there is more but is there more to this black clad butler than meets the eye in cl's past lies a secret tragedy oh gosh tragedy that envelops him and per, uh hmm, 
this word? Perennial. Perennial. Interesting. This. Yeah, I can't tell you what it means. That's a, an interesting adjective to use. But okay. Let's see. Um, lasting for an indefinitely long time. Enduring. Why don't they just use enduring? They want to sound <laughs> fancy, don't they? They sound more British. Mm, indeed. Now that's like a low-class British. Perennial? No, like that What you just did. Oh, the British. British. <laughs> Oi, mister. Oi. Now that's a low cra- That's like workshop. <laughs> you want me to shine your shoes for you, sir? <laughs> hip hip de diddly do. Hmm. So, in CL's past lies a secret tragedy that envelops him in perennial, aka endure ongoing, whatever you want to say, darkness. During one of his bleakest moments, he formed a contract with Sebastian, a demon bargaining his soul in exchange for vengeance upon those who wronged him. Today, not only is Sebastian one hell of a butler, but he is also the perfect servant to carry out his master's orders, all the while anticipating the delicious meal he will eventually make of CL's soul. As the two work to unravel the mystery behind CL's chain of misfortunes, a bond forms between them that neither heaven nor hell can tear apart. I'd say that's a pretty good synopsis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty good. So, you read that pretty uh, well, too. Well, well thank you. That, uh, the perennial, you know, it kind of threw me off there for a second, but uh, you know. It's interesting that it was written by M.A.L. Rewrite. A lot, of, that's a... a lot of the better ones that I've seen have been by M.A.L. Rewrite. I wonder if that's a center company rewrite synopsis. Oh, but now I kind of want to go listen to Rewrite by, um, Asian Kung Fu Asian Kung Fu Generation. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's talk about this anime. Alright, so. Shall we start? Yes, let's. Indeed. <laughs> Oi, <All> sir. Right. <laughs> so, you know, as the synopsis says, you got uh, CL Phantom Hive, who is the main character. Um, he is a boy, I think, Probably eleven years old or so, I think. He doesn't have no hair on his chest yet. That's for that, sure. That is true. That is true. He could uh, probably be mistaken for a female, but uh, you know. <laughs> funny you say that. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but um, he definitely does not act like a. Well, kind of does, but he's a little spoiled. I mean, he's nobility, you know, he's an earl. Um, but he's got, like, a maturity to him, but an immaturity as well. Oh, Would, they say tragedy tempers the soul. Yeah, that's, like, that's an interesting saying. I've never, uh, never yeah, thought totally about it. I made that up on the spot. Uh, that's an interesting saying you just made up. <laughs> Thanks. 
Yeah, I can oh. see it. I suppose I can see that. Call me Confucius. I bet you the people in Game of Thrones have really tempered souls. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's, what's tempering? If you temper something too much, does it become brittle? Mm, I don't know. I think tempering only makes it stronger. Gotcha. I think you temper it so it doesn't. It isn't brittle. I could be wrong. I'm not a blacksmith. <laughs> but, uh... You're too high class for that. Ah, indeed. I have servants that are blacksmiths. <laughs> I have servants who have servants who are blacksmiths. Wow. Man. I know. I know. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so, uh... So he's a, he's a kid, but, um... Both of his his parents died tragically, uh, so he kind of became the the earl um, of you know he became the head of his family and the earl, um, and as they said, the queen's guard dog, um, or I think some have also said the queen's lap dog. I don't I, I don't remember the lap dog part. I don't really? remember the guard dog part. Yeah. Uh, but I believe you. Oh, it could have been. It could have been in one of the others. There's three se- seasons, so it, it's possible, and it's also possible I made it up. Who knows? <laughs> you'll just have to. Poss- you'll have to watch it. You don't know. It's always a possibility on this show. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, he's a he's a young boy who has a lot of power, um, and also. A freaking demon at his disposal. <laughs> Which gives him even more power. Yeah, I was gonna save this for characters, but now that you said it, I might as well. Um, can I just point out, mm-hmm. Sebastian, he, uh, he likes to make it, you know, clearly obvious that he's one hell of a butler. Mm, indeed. Um, that being said, not a super great demon. <laughs> not, in, not in the traditional sense, of course. Anyway, but it's not not very evil. But you cannot dispute the fact that he is one hell of a butler. <laughs> I agree. Um, but yeah, uh, you want to know something interesting? Fun little fact. Yeah. Um, I just saw this. Uh. Actually had a um, DS game made. Oh yeah, I see that too. Yeah, Black Butler, Phantom, and Ghost, and it was developed in two thousand nine by Square Enix. Interesting. I wonder, I wonder if it was a good game. I don't know. I'm kind of interested. I wonder if they even ported it over. But uh, anyway, getting back to it, um, a lot, a lot of what goes on in this. Um, Anime is kind of episodic, I would say. You think so? I think there were clear arcs in it. Uh, I mean, I don't think any of the arcs were super long, though. Like, maybe two or three episodes at the most. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, I don't know if I would... I mean, yeah, I guess you could say they're they're arcs, but they're, like, super short. So, I kind of... Most episodes, you can go one episode to another, I think. You know what, that was interesting, too, because I would argue, well, I don't know how to argue this, I want to say that uh, the overarching arc 
wasn't really established until like episode six. Yeah, that's when the you know antagonist for the rest of the anime is introduced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. There is like a huge series, season, series long, like arc. But it's, yeah, it's like you said, it's kind of like a, a background, you know, like most of the stuff, like, is short arcs or episodic, but they kind of build up that overarching arc. Yeah. Which oh. is interesting, because it's like arcs within arcs. <laughs> Episodes within arcs within arcs. Exception. But I guess that's what that's traditionally what you see in anime, right? Yeah, gotta... no, I I like the way it's done. I think so too. Uh, um, but yeah, most of the story it's just them going around and solving crimes and and such because he's the queen's guard dog. So anything the queen's like, there's been murders. Jack the Ripper's on the loose. Go figure this out. It's like, okay. Yeah, that was interesting too. There <laughs> there there's some I mean, so we talked about did we mention the theme was Victorian England? Uh, I think it said uh yeah, it said that in the synopsis. And I think I looked up I think I Google searched when did Black Butler take place? If yeah. I remember correctly. Late 1800s if I remember, right? Yep. 1888 through, like, 1890. Um, um, but, um, but what was I going to say? I don't know. Yeah, they, I mean, but, oh, here's what I was going to say. That setting allows them to work interesting things in there, like Jack the Ripper. Who's mm-hmm. not, not interested in, I mean, that's one of the famous who he was never caught. He's this dubious serial killer, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, I wouldn't really consider this like a a, a a a mystery anime or anything like that. Um, but there are like investigations and stuff like that in it. But there, it's not like oh, what a twist! I never saw that coming. What a mystery kind of a thing. You there agree? were there were some parts that I found surprising. But I don't think that was the point of the anime. Yeah. Yeah. It's What's interesting is, is one of the churns uh, that's labeled under is historical. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's list off all the genres. Yeah. Action. Comedy. Demons. I didn't know that was a genre, but okay. Fantasy. Historical. Shonen. Supernatural. Would you call this a shonen? I guess it. Yeah, I think I'd call it a shonen. I mean, it, it's debatable. There's, there's some um, a more dark topics, but not. I don't. I don't. I don't think that it would make it you now a shonen or anything like that. Um, it's relatively long with three seasons, a bunch of OVAs. Yes. Movies yes. and stuff. Um, so, the you you've never seen it before. So you watched um, the first season. Yep. And made it all the way through. Um, I've seen it before. I watched the first and second season a long time ago, and all the OVAs. 
Um, I don't think I've seen the movie, but I've seen all the OVAs. Um, but they recently came out last fall, I think, with a season three called Black Butler Book of the Circus. Uh, or Book of Circus. There's no the. Book of Circus. And I hadn't seen it, and they literally just dubbed the whole thing, like, <laughs> last week. So I got lucky. I was like, I was like, oh, I'll just go rewatch the series, and then I saw that they dubbed the third season. I'm like, oh, no, I'll go watch that instead. <laughs> um, and, I mean, I, I want to, like you said earlier, I don't want to put the card ahead of the horse or anything like that, but season three... Ooh, that's a good season. <laughs> yeah. Book of Circus was a ton of fun, and I think most people agree with me considering that the ratings for it are higher than all the others. I I like the idea of the plot of this anime. Like, I like the idea of a character being assigned as... a character in Victorian England being assigned as the Queen's Dark Guard Dog against the not only the criminal world but also also the occult. Um, right. I think that's a really cool premise. Yeah. Yeah. It, it uh it, it's a really cool um what am I looking for? Like really cool setting, you know, Victorian England, really cool concept of of the, you know, underworld and the queen's guard dog and yeah, not only just like murders but also like supernatural like you said um you know all that works really well to his favor and then add in some really good characters which we'll talk about in a minute um i i really think it all came together pretty nicely i think i can definitely see how it you know it gets better with every new coming season because those two things you know victorian england crime uh crime circles and then victoria england supernatural they're very big realms with plenty of room to expand in oh yeah and uh that's why i really love book of circus because it added in like an 1800s circus and that's like so much fun to watch like i want to go to a circus now yeah like it was so much fun to watch like a circus full of like fire breathers and tightrope walkers and knife throwers and jugglers and and um, clown magician ringleader kind of guys and who else was there? There was uh, trapeze artists and and um, uh, a lion tamer and all kinds of cool stuff like that. That does sound pretty fun. It it was so much fun to watch, um, but again. Getting ahead of myself. That's season three. You gotta, you gotta get through the first two. Uh, you could oh. probably skip number two. You could watch the first season and go straight to the third. I was, I just something super interest, interesting just popped into my mind, but I think it might be spoiler, so I don't know if I should say it or not. Bom, bom, bom. Bam. Spoiler alert! Woo, woo. You want me to say it and just give a spoiler alert, or do you want to move on? I already did the spoiler alarm. Oh, okay. So, um, the last couple episodes, right, uh, we know there's a season two. 
we know there's a season three, and we know there's several OVAs. Um, in so the last in a movie. So the last couple episodes, I had it. I had the mindset, you know, of this. They're putting all this emphasis on the contract coming to a close, and um, I had it in my mind. Of course, he's not gonna, you know, act on his part. Of course. Sebastian's not going to act on his part of the contract because there is a season two and there's a season three and the young phantom hive heir is still alive. But come episode 24, that final episode, uh, I don't know. He very, you know, he very well could have acted on that part of the contract and who knows, maybe season two, um, uh, CL is just a bit incomplete, if you know what I mean. Hey, you have to watch season two to find out. Yeah, so that's interesting. That's very interesting because I was, um, that I was convinced that they were gonna tie up that end, <laughs> right? So I'm happy that they left that open. A cliffhanger, a bit, huh? It it was, but it wasn't a dissatisfying one. Yeah. Yeah. Because it really made no difference to me or not whether, you know, he did Sebastian did close his end or of the deal or not. I just I just took it as a given that it wasn't gonna happen. Well it let me adds tell you. depth to it that it didn't happen. But potentially or maybe it did, I don't know. Season two will answer the question. Um season two is I don't think as good as the first one story wise. But it's still got all the great same comedy characters and setting in it. So it's still pretty good, but the story is not. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, But three, though. Three was the best one. (laughs) In my opinion. And a lot of others, apparently. But, um, so yeah. uh, You know, Victorian England. A lot of fun. Um... Shall we go on to uh, the the characters? Because that's a uh, that's a lot of what this anime is. Okay. Unless you have anything left to say. No. All aboard. Right. Choo choo. Let's move on. Um, characters were great in this. Like they are one of the things that make this anime so great. Yeah in my opinion, is the characters are a ton of fun. Um, So, some people would argue that with you. I'd say the characters are a double-edged sword in this. And it's all about accepting those things we talked about earlier in the podcast. Now, there are some some characters I can see, like the protagonist is kind of a whiny spoiled brat, sometimes. Yeah, well... I don't, and I'm sorry, I'm feeling very argumentative this evening. Oh, I'll take you on. I will argue you all night. I don't know if I felt like he was, I felt, yeah, he, well, I think you're right. He does come off as a very, he has a very privileged air about him. Yes, he does. Like, how dare you talk to me that way? I'm the head of the Phantom Hive household, you know? Right. Um, I mean, some of it's. Self-deserved. I mean, yes, he is the head of a noble family. He is the queen's guard dog. But 
there's certain scenes where it's just like you can tell he is very privileged and and um, spoiled. It's. I feel like it's something you have to accept as part of the atmosphere of the or it's part of the setting. You know, that's yeah. how things really were in Victorian England. I imagine. I don't know. I wasn't there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd like to think that there are nobles that aren't so self-centered and all that stuff, but it's probably not true. <laughs> well, I. I mean, when you give someone that kind of life and from birth. You know, and you gotta consider the the people there around. I imagine, I imagine the more the more intellectual ones were were kinder and less self centered because they probably had or they tend to see the world as a bigger picture and not just them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. The the smarter ones probably saw it as oh. Yeah, we're royalty, but um, you know, what what good's royalty without a middle class or I, I doubt they had a middle class without a lower class, you know? <laughs> yeah, there's just there's just upper class and lower class. Yeah. <laughs> no in between. But um but okay, so let's let's talk about uh, Sebastian. Okay. Does his last name sound a little Scottish to you? Michaelis? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I was going to say it was English, but I could be wrong. I mean, English would make much more sense. British. Yeah. UK-ish. How's that? We've, yeah, we cover several fair. bases that way. Yep. <laughs> if that is such a thing. Um, but, oh man, he is so fun. Um, he is... The definition of like a prim, proper butler. You know, he uh, he's super sophisticated. He, you know, is like they consistently say he is one hell of a butler, and that's because <laughs> he is one hell of a butler. He knows how to cook, clean, um, pretty much anything you can think of. He knows how to do it. You know, with the, as much as they use that phrase, you think you'd grow tired of it, <laughs> but I kind of grew to love it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's like a catchphrase of of his. I think they call him out on it once too in one of the episodes. <laughs> He's like, uh, "After all, I am," and then CL's like, "Yeah, yeah, we know. One hell of a butler. <laughs> yeah. now go do what I told you to do." <laughs> I think you're right, um, but yeah, a lot of people will like say something to him like oh you're amazing and he's like no i am simply one hell of a butler but i mean he is a demon so he has supernatural abilities you know he's he's super strong super fast super you know intelligent all the, all this kind of stuff Let's that see. comes with being a demon I I, did you click on him in my anime list uh no the first paragraph, if you click on them, says something very interesting. Um, it says, he often describes himself through the phase, because I am one hell of a butler. And then in Japanese, that's watashi wa akamade uh, shitsuchu tetsu kara, something like that. 
Um, but the phrase plays on the word demon, and the phrase to the end, it can also translate to I am a demon and a butler. Huh. That's pretty cool, actually. Double meanings in words. Yeah, akumade, uh, and the phrase, because I am one hell of a butler, is the one that can translate to I am a demon and a butler. <laughs> that is pretty cool. Too bad they couldn't use that in the English. Yeah. Doesn't quite translate that way, but, uh... <laughs> That's fun. Um, so, would would you say he was probably your favorite character in this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. I mean, even though, even though CL is supposed to be the main character, you could argue that Sebastian is. And it's, inter- you, you know what's interesting about that is they use a chess analogy a lot to describe the characters in this. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like CL's like the king and, and Sebastian, you can see it during the intermission slides. Um, he is, uh, he's the knight. Um, it's interesting because like, you know, if, if, if chess were an anime, of course the king's going to be the main character, but the knight's so much more mobile and useful than the king. Right. You know. The king... And, and they do well with that, because CL doesn't really do anything. Like, all he does is give commands. Yes. He's just there for, for the looks, and like, to tell people what to do. But he doesn't really get his hands dirty at all. You could argue he's kind of the strategist. Yeah, yeah. Because Sebastian won't act on his own, which is interesting as well. Right. So everything he does, it's because CL told him to. Yeah, except for, like, the one time that he will, as if, like, CL's life is in danger or something like that. Yeah, and that's because he has the standing order, I imagine. Actually, I don't know. I was going to say because he has the standing order to protect me, but I don't know. Well... It's, like, part of the contract, I think. It, it, you know, if he dies, he doesn't get the soul. Because the contract says that since Sebastian is a demon, he's contracted to CL for his soul. And he has to fulfill what CL's goal is to get CL's soul. So if he doesn't fulfill that, like, if CL just died without fulfilling his goal, he wouldn't get the soul. And that's interesting, too, because that kind of makes me want to look at all the times Sebastian did protect CL as a demon protecting its food. Like a lion scaring off hyenas from a dead gazelle. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, you you kind of tend to forget it, but Sebastian is in it for himself. He is a demon. All he wants is this very tasty soul. That's interesting too, because if even if I wanted to, the the whole key to an argument against that lies at what what we talked about happens in the end, but we don't know what happens in the end because it doesn't show it in episode twenty four. I do. <laughs> 
So, yeah, but, that's interesting. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, he he's a uh, he's a very fun character, and pretty much the star of the show. <laughs> he steals the spotlight a lot. So he, yeah, I agree. He he's he's what we're used to seeing in a main character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you got those two main characters, um, a few supporting roles like some Scotland Yard guys, because, you know, he is, like, king of the... I wouldn't say king, but kind of protector of the underworld or whatever. Um, That's so, true. He has to work with the queen's other chess pieces. Right, so he other works dogs. Scotland Yard sometimes. Um, even though he doesn't, like, fall under their jurisdiction, he can kind of do his own thing. But... <laughs> From the way they portray it. Yes, Elsa. Would you That's actually Yato. Oh, yes, Yato. Uh-huh. I guess Elsa, is Elsa's deep. bark still deeper than his? A little bit. Yeah, he's, I he's imagine. That, um, um, what was I saying? I don't know. Wow. What but, was I saying? Probably wasn't important. Most of the other supporting characters I'm going to skip because there's a lot. There's like a big cast for this anime. Lots of characters. Um, I'd like to go on to his other servants. Okay, yeah. So he, on top of Sebastian, has four other servants. Um, Finian. Let's see, Finian... Uh shoot. What were the what's the other one of one of them's broad Mayrin. One of them's yeah. what? Uh Brad Bradery Baldury the chef. Yeah, yeah. I don't see him though. He's um uh, he's between Soma and Henry. So he's up a little bit? Towards the top, yeah. Um, six at six from the top. Oh, okay. Yeah, Baldroy. Um. So yeah. So you got uh, Baldroy, Finian, uh, Mayrin, and Tanaka. Um, okay. <laughs> I grew to love them very, very a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. You really do. Um. They have their like little quirks, and uh, <laughs> I really love Tanaka. <laughs> You know the and that's interesting because the first time I watched this with the action mindset, mm-hmm. um, they were I I really didn't like them <laughs> because they were just goofy side characters who I knew weren't good. I figured weren't going to do anything cool throughout the whole anime and just right. mess around. Yeah, but like they're mostly there for comedy relief. If if you don't like if if like the first. A couple times you see these characters, you don't like them. Um, I highly suggest sticking with it because they they get like they get a whole lot better, mm-hmm. and they grow on you really well. Yeah, yeah, they really do. Um, and this might be spoilers, but it's not important to the plot. Um, at some point, they actually do establish a background for each of those characters which it was interesting because once they did that i suddenly became much more interested and attached to them 
Yeah, yeah, they really, once you learn their backstories, you really get more of a feel for them. You realize that they're not just comedy. I wonder why they held off so long uh, in in implementing their backstories. Well, I mean, it made it uh, that much more surprising, though, right? It did, yeah. So, um, but so of those of those four, who is your favorite? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, if if you asked the Nathan, like, I don't know, two years ago, um. The answer to what my favorite character is would have been that Nathan's most hated character in the whole series. <laughs> out of those four, anyway. Um, but I liked Mei Rin. Really? Uh, yeah, I thought she was pretty, uh, pretty, a pretty funny character. Well, let's go ahead and talk about that. So, <laughs> Mei Rin is the maid, correct? Yep. And, uh, she's very, 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 very bad at her job. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> she consistently makes things worse. Like, if she's supposed to clean up a mess, she makes more of a mess. Yeah, they they keep uh, Sebastian busy, that's for sure. You keep talking about it. I'm gonna go figure out what these dogs are doing. Alright, good luck. Godspeed. <laughs> I'll be right back. So, Mayrin is the glasses-wearing maid of the Fandom Hive household. She is enthusiastic about her job, but extremely bad at it, as we're talking about, as Tyler and I mentioned. Um, which is great from a comedy relief standpoint, because it's very funny to watch her uh, kind of awkwardly mess up these tax- tasks. That's like the whole fundamental purpose of her job um no she she, she kind of does the opposite of what a maid should do and there's interesting because it introduces certain things lightheartedly that are kind of funny and interesting because she kind of has a crush on Sebastian <laughs> and uh she's like um I don't know. She's got that 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 voice. Um, oh gosh, her voice. Yeah, but you know, I like her. I think she adds something. Uh, she adds her own thing to the group. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's got uh, she's got a cool dynamic to her, but um, we don't really go into that. Um, What's your favorite of the four? <laughs> I really like Tanaka. Oh, did ya? Yeah. He's a cool character. He is. So, um, he is a traditional butler, just like, um, just like, why am I drawing a blank? Sebastian. For some reason, I want to say Alec Character Hart. we just spent half an hour talking about? <gasps> no. You know what? That's interesting, too. And since you bring that up, you can look at, I, I mean, it... It'd be fun to look at this whole anime as, like, a comedy version of Helsing. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, you could see it that way. Um, but you, you could argue that Helsing Ultimate Abridged is that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does it amazingly. 
Um, but uh, no, so Tanaka is just you know an ordinary butler. He's he's a really old, um, you know, he's got like a monocle and gray slick back hair, gray mustache, and everything. And uh, oh, we love you, Elsa. Uh, no, not Elsa. Yano. Tyler, you realize you're caging a god of calamity. Hey, he's what not... kind of implications can that have? He's not caged. He's just in my room. Oh, and gotcha. the only reason he's in here is because he was making noise out there. So it's his own damn fault. <laughs> only I could just turn him into a weapon that obeys all my orders. <laughs> uh, but um, no, no, that's not how Yato works, right? Well, I mean, it's it's it, it's Yato is the master. But... <laughs> I got gotcha. you. You know, I'm, I'm sorry I called you out on that. I feel like just, a douchebag no, now. No, no, no. It's, it's a fair, it's a fair observation. I mean, I just you know, rained on my parade. You know, <laughs> here's a poncho. <laughs> no, so uh, I I like him because he is just that. He is just the old family butler, and he's so far up in age that he doesn't really do much. Um, but the fun thing about him is that he has two forms. Um, <laughs> he has his normal human form that, you know, it's just him as a regular guy. And then he has like a chibi form. <laughs> um, and he can only He has go a back- chibi form almost. Yeah, yeah, it it's chibi. He can only revert back to normal Tanaka for a few minutes before reverting back to his chibi form. <laughs> um, I love that that the the shape that transformation takes. You know, what he like deflates into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when is his, his chibi form? He really doesn't. Too much, but it's funny because like you'll see him in his chibi form, and he'll just be like sipping a cup of tea, and he'll be like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> just just laughing, and and uh, it's just funny. It's it's almost like a play on like some kind of Alzheimer's or something, <laughs> where he's like, I'm just lost in my own world, and now I'm back to normal. You know but, what I found uh, interesting about that? Hmm. He would. He would sit Japanese style. You know what I mean? Correct. And he drank tea from like a green mug with like a Japanese character on it. Mm hmm. And um, he, he drank it Japanese style. Like and said, you know, yeah. British, you would, you would take the cup with your, four, your thumb and pointer finger, pinky out, and sip it. And he instead took like one hand under the cup, one hand gripping the cup. And like sipping it like Japanese style. Yeah, um, I'll be right back. I gotta make one hedgehog very unhappy because mm-hmm. I left her wheel in her cage and she's running on it. I was wondering what that squeaking was. I thought it was crickets or something. Oh, their crickets are very loud tonight too. But that's oh. just because they're being channeled from the moon. So. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Be right back. All right. So he was one of my favorites. Uh, he has that cool dynamic with him. He doesn't really do much compared to all the others. 
but it's fun it's fun to watch and he's just like he's like that old guy that you just love um but you got you got uh the other ones um Baldroy or Bard or Bardroy or Baldo there's like several names for him um who is the cook and he's um very uh interesting he's supposed to be like american and um <laughs> he uh he more often than not like makes trouble when he cooks a lot like pretty much every of his servants do the opposite of what they're supposed to do so he's supposed to be cooking and a lot of times like there's a scene where like he's flame broiling something with a freaking flamethrower and like burning down the kitchen kind of a thing um so he he's a fun one uh we already went over marion and then finney or finnian um is a really fun one as well he is i believe the gardener yep and uh also not very good at gardening <laughs> well there's i'm starting to see a uh a pattern here yeah go figure right um but he's he's probably other than other than um Tanaka, my favorite of his servants um really yeah i, I think how do you how do you pronounce the chef's name broadly uh Baldroy or Baldroy. Okay. I think most of the time they just called him Bard. Bard. Bard was my second favorite really? of the four. He's yeah. fun. Uh, you know, I was saying like how he one scene like was flame broiling something with a fucking flamethrower. Well, he used dynamite in one scene. Too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So. So. Uh, and I think in that scene, like he ended up with like a, an ass pro. Of, uh, <laughs> he did. Yeah, and um, then he lit a match using his afro, which was badass. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Finney is fun because he's like uh, this like innocent, um, childlike character. Um, not very smart, but he's just he's very lovable. <laughs> he's um, very innocent. I'll yeah. give you that. But uh, he's got he's got a cool quirk to him as well. Um, I mean, all these are all these uh, servants have a, a really cool quirk to him. But you won't. I'm not gonna go into it because it's kind of spoiler. It goes into their backstory and all that stuff. So I'm not gonna yeah. go into it. But um, they are a lot of fun to watch. And, <laughs> and interestingly, he's only 16 years old. Didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. So he's very uh, very young. Um, and then the only other character I want to go over um, is CL's um, fiance. Okay. Her name is Elizabeth. Um, yeah. She's a proper lady from another house. Um, his betrothed. Yep, his betrothed. Uh, very interesting. Um, you like, uh, if, if you're, are you on on my anime list, Nate? I sure am. Uh, do you have? Did you pull her up? You should pull her up. <laughs> um, I'll and get look, right on it then. Yeah, when you pull her up, look at the uh, look at the art because they're using art from the manga, and it is 
significantly different from the art from the anime. It doesn't even really look like the same character. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, where are you? Wow. Towards the bottom. Bidford? Yep. Whoa! Jeez! I know, Who is this person? Doesn't even look the same. No, it's a very, very ashen-y feel to it. Yeah, like, it portrays a whole different personality. It sure does. But, um... In the anime, at least, I don't know about the manga. kind of interested to go watch the... Uh, like, read the manga now, because it's very interesting how different this character looks. Um... But in the anime, she is very um, childlike and affectionate to CL. Um, oh, I forgot about this part. Um, she's actually CL's cousin. No, don't tell me that. Yeah. What? Says Elizabeth, uh, who demands to be called by the more affectionate Lizzie by her fiance, uh, is CL's cousin. The daughter of CL's father's sister's sister. Prince. So that's his first cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Yep, that'd be like I me guess... and you getting hitched. Well, I mean, I, think I mean, it'd be slightly different than that. <laughs> if we were of opposite genders. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, wow, I I suppose that's probably how it was done, though. Yeah, I mean, well, back they then... gotta keep that bloodline clean. Yep. I didn't want to know that, though, like, because that really kind of makes this weird. Because yeah, I really liked Lizzie. <laughs> adds a new level to it. I wasn't her biggest fan, to be honest. It took me a while to get past um, her voice. Well, I didn't like... So, we talked about Finney's... He, he was innocent. Um, That was fine to me, but for some reason, her innocence... I guess it's kind of because maybe it has something to do with the role she plays. I don't know. But her her nature um, in this kind of anime didn't seem to fit. Her nature in this dark uh, kind of psychological or dark supernatural anime. Because she's like this, you know, uh, upbeat, um, like a ray of little light. girl. Yeah, and she's always like, oh, I gotta make this adorable, and I can, I want to see CL smile, and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I liked it, though, because it was like, you know, it was a dark anime, but I, I liked her character because she, like, knew how dark CL's past was, and she just consistently tries to make, like, she's his fiancé, so she's consistently just trying to make him happy. Like, she really yeah. cares for him. I think what bothered me about that is, it's. I think you you touched on it, CL had this dark, really dark past, you know, his he, his parents died and, and, you know, he's all alone in the world, and he's had this great tragedy, and she's, she is trying to empathize with him, I guess, she's trying to make him happy again, but... As someone being born into nobility and and leading this plush life, how could how could she ever understand? You know, how could she ever be on the same level as him when it when it comes to something like that? Well, and I mean, she can't. But I mean, she tries. She she, she could never. She doesn't never been through what he's been through. 
But, I mean, I, I like her character because it adds this air of this is what CL's life could be like if he so willed it. Yeah. But he doesn't. He is too enveloped in his dark past to get past it to move on and have a nice, happy life. Because he's got servants that love him, a fiancé that cares for him, uh, he's a freaking Earl, he's nobility, like, his <laughs> life is not bad. He's Yes, he's had a tragic thing happen to him. But even with that tragedy, his life is great. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So it's like, this is what he could be, this is how his life could be if he willed it. But he doesn't. Yes, the hold on to that hatred. Yes. Yes. Um but no, I, I really liked her. She's she's very upbeat, very fun. Um it, it did take me a little while to get over her voice, but we'll get into that in, in audio and, and sounds. Um so can, anything else? Can we can I just touch on one character real quick? Uh, yeah. I'll make it fast because I know we're running low on time. He was probably one of my favorite characters, uh, Lau. Yeah, I was tempted to talk about him too. So Lau adds a lot of diversity to this anime. He's uh, he's um, CL's kind of like one of uh, one of his pet rats. Maybe you could phrase it. Um, <laughs> he's he's a nefarious fellow. We won't get into it too much. Anyway, he's from China, right? So he has that's and he owns it. Like that's his thing. Mm-hmm. Um but something interesting about that and I don't know how important to the plot this is, but it is something outside the first episode. Um but I think it's really interesting and I want to talk about it. So, uh spoiler alert and if you don't want to hear it, skip forward, you know, maybe 2 3 minutes. Um but here we go. Lau is a um, dealer of opium, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's his. He's he's kind of like an opium drug lord. Um, and a interesting thing about that is, well, sometime in the anime he mentions like, uh, oh, Brit Britain or England is trying to to seed um, China with opium. You know, um, and and weaken them through that. Uh, so I I was kind of curious about that because through this whole anime, I was curious about how much of it actually related to things that actually happened in history. Um, because it is a historical anime, but there was a thing called the Opium War of nineteen sixty seven, right? And this is pretty neat. So. Uh, the 1967 Opium War took place took place in northwestern, uh, I think it's pronounced Lao, L-A-O-S. It's spelled different from his name, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, a Burmese mule train carrying 16 tons of opium crossed into Laos to Ban Kawan, where they were attacked by a rival drug smugglers um, from the Chinese Nationalist 3rd and 5th Armies, blah, blah, blah. 
the intended recipient of the shipment, Royal Lao Army, General uh, Okane Matokoni, uh, bombed both sides while moving his troops to sweep the battlefield um, with both Burmese and nationalist Chinese defeated and expelled from Laos, the Lao general confiscated the opium for himself. <laughs> that's interesting because that does, there are parallels between that and Lao's character. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, he dealt opium and, you know, he was involved in a certain battle. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, they're not lying when they say it's roughly based off of history. Yeah, I guess so. So, another interesting thing I liked about him, too, is he kind of added a, a philosophical aspect to it. One of his things was there's this Chinese philosopher who had a dream that he was a butterfly. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the dream was so vivid and realistic when he woke up, he had he couldn't convince himself that the, he was really a butterfly, and now he was dreaming that he was a human. <laughs> so I thought I thought that was I thought he was a cool character. He is. He is a really cool character. He is probably one of the more I don't know entertaining s- side characters. Also, is he blind? No. Or does he have like super sight? Or t- his eyes are always closed yep. except for like two scenes. Is one of those anime characters, you know, that always have their eyes closed, you know? That's that's really cool. I there's, wish I could be like that. There's others. There's a there's um gosh, there's so many like that are like that. Um Well yeah. whenever I see that I think oh, like, uh, Battlefield Bacchino. Is there Bacchino. a Bacchino character like that? Yeah. Um he has a uh Avaro. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, and, and of course, Ling from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That's true. Yep. Oh, can't forget that. Um, Gin, Ginichimaru from uh, Bleach. That's Captain true, too. Gin. I like oh. that style. And of course, who can forget Brock? That, yep, the original. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> One who started it all. It's just, uh, we're too lazy to draw these eyes. Eh, eh, lines. <laughs> Brock ever opened his eyes in Pokemon. I think there's like one or one scene that he might, yeah. Okay, sorry. (sighs) So anyway, let's let's move on to, what did you want to move on to? Uh, next would be sound. Sound? Okay. How did you like the uh, soundtrack to this? So there's, there's a lot of elements to sound that and I'll try not to go too far because as you said we're already pretty low on time but um there's so many aspects to the sound so you got i want to start first and foremost voice actors we watched okay i I specifically told you to watch in the english dub for a reason i'm super glad you did yes because if you remember a few weeks back i think it was a few weeks back um nate said something about liking Characters who have voices related to their nationality. Yeah, um, I said I wanted to watch an anime with characters whose accents match their nationality. And so I made it happen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, um, my awesome cousin Tyler. 
You asked and I gave you it. Um, but it, it's a lot of fun. It's not like there might be one or two like really cheesy or annoying um, cases, but most of the the accents are pretty well done. Much better than what I did at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sebastian in particular, great. Um, but each in the American dub, at least, they put accents on all the characters. Uh, Lao had a Asian Chinese esque accent to him. Um, you know, there's uh, the the really cool part too is that they didn't stop there. They have Ciel, who is a very prim and proper uh, gentleman of the upper class, so he has a very um, sophisticated accent. But then you got other people in Britain who aren't up as high as he is who have, like, that lower-class British accent, like what Nate was doing earlier. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really cool. I like the way they did the voices. There are a few annoying ones, but um, Sebastian was done well. Um, like I said, it took me a while to get past Lizzie, and then I realized her voice actress was one of my favorite voice actresses, oh, and really? that's... Uh, Rami Lee, who does the same voices of so many characters I love. She does um, Lucy in, in Fairy Tale. She does Asuna in Sword Art Online. Um, she does a lot. Um, she's a very good voice actress. She's got a very cute voice. I was too hard on Lizzie in the characters part. She's a she's a good character. Who I should have been hard on was her. Stupid babysitter. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Very fair. He knows nothing about the world around her. <laughs> Very fair. True that. True that. Um, but, uh, and, and on this point, I'm going to say I I watched the, the third season, which had a lot more characters, um, but they also had circus folk. And they did really cool voice acting with that as well. Um, so, in my book, voice acting gets a name. I agree. It was really cool. It's so it's much fun. easier to get immersed in the story. It is. It really, like, you could, like you said, going in with the wrong attitude, you could take it the wrong way, and it could throw you off. But, truth be told, I think it adds to it. I think it yeah. makes it, yes, more immersive and such. I agree. But, let's see. Um, and then we go on to the soundtrack. Yeah, let's talk about that. Soundtrack I loved as well, because it matched the setting. Got a lot of, like, violins and, like, classical 18th century kind of music. It did. It matched the setting beautifully. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I, you know how I said I was doing that thing where I was going to start listening to anime soundtracks while doing homework to mm -hmm. get a better feel for them. Yep. So I tried that with this, and I did it before I actually sat down to watch the whole anime. Oh, so probably you were like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like I was slowly being brainwashed, is what it was. <laughs> It's beautiful music, absolutely beautiful music. Um, but <laughs> it's it's a little bit um, unsettling to just 
pull up a random character or a random Black Butler soundtrack and <laughs> listen to it with no context behind it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they got a good variety of tracks too because they have darker tracks for the darker moments and and lighter fun tracks for the light moments. But yeah. they all stay within that like you know setting era. Yeah. It's very beautiful. And yeah. In the anime, I liked it. I think it fit very well. And outside the anime, you know, I just it just took me by surprise at all. It yeah. scared, scared me a little bit. <laughs> You're like, ooh, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, as far as sound goes, um, I, I would even argue that, you know, sound effects were done well, you know. Um, uh, there's a lot of... Um, moments where there's dishes clanking, you know, because, I mean, there's... there. He, Sebastian's a butler, so he's washing dishes or bringing out trays of food or something, you know, cleaning up broken Climbing dishes. upstairs or... Yeah. So, um... Or maybe walking high heels, walking on a steel <laughs> bridge. Yeah, you never know. There's all kinds of things. Um, so, yeah, I think even the sound sound effects they did pretty well at. I agree. 100%. Alright, well that brings us on to our last one. Art. Oh, yep. Um, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, wait, whoa. yeah, 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 well, uh, we forgot something important in sound. Very, very um, important. Wait, yeah. I, wait, I love how we both realized that at the same time. <laughs> yeah, we were like, wait a second. <laughs> no, the opening. And the ending. And the ending. But the opening... Yeah, the opening is fantastic. Oh, like, as soon as I heard the opening, I recognized immediately who it was by. Oh, really? Oh, yes, yes, because they've done a, a lot of good openings. Um, so the opening is called Monochrome No Kiss, right? Yeah, yep. Monochrome No Kiss. Um, and it is done by Sid. Now, if you're familiar with... Um, Japanese bands. Sid has done a number of different openings. Um, they surprise. Funny enough, they also did the third opening for the newest season of um, Black Butler. That's pretty cool. Which is called uh, Enamel, Enamel, something like that. Um, yeah, and it it is great. It it really fits the circus vibe like it is awesome i feel like oh, we're gonna have to do third season eventually i would be totally game for it like it's not it, it's so fun to watch like it's only like 10 episodes i think but i just sent you the link for the the opening um that's just the song you should see if you can find the opening for the that animation yeah because it was a lot of fun um but so Sid has done a number of others. They have also done a um, opening for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh, um, well, that earns them points right off the bat. Yeah, they did. What was it uh, Rain opening number five of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? Um, okay. And it was great. Um, they've done a lot, though. It's not like there's more than just that that they've done. I know they... I think they did a Naruto opening, if I remember right. 
Um, they've done a ton of anime openings, and they're all great. Well, it's a good band. Yeah. I imagine they're they're in demand. Hmm. Um. It looks like they they've done a Bleach opening. Um. Yeah, yeah, they did a Bleach opening. Um. I still think that they did a Naruto. Well, I I'll take your word for it. But um. Yeah, so they've done they've done a lot. Um, and they're, 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 like, kind of similar to, like, Asian Kung Fu Generation. They're, like, a very notable anime opening band. Their name's not nearly as cool, though. No, no, unfortunately <laughs> not, but, but, uh, yeah. So the, the opening is great. Uh, what did you think of the opening animation? We're gonna, thought... we're gonna use this as a segue to go into animation. Are we not gonna get to talk about the end theme? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. All I want to say is I really like the so I gave I, <laughs> I gave um one out a hard time with their opening theme because it was in English. Um so now I'm going to shoot myself in the foot <laughs> and say I really like the first ending theme of uh Black Butler and then that was in English so yeah yeah I'm a hypocrite whatever. Um it was it was I like the lyrics. I I really like the feel of it because it was like kind of like uh, I don't know, it kind of had a '90s feel to it. Which and I was a big fan of like '90s music. <laughs> it 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 is very interesting that they used an English song or like the song is sung in English at least. Um, I think she's an English artist as well. Becca could be. Um, but. <laughs> The the animation for the ending is also pretty fun. Oh yeah, it's like um, it's like a, a film reel esque type pictures animations going side to side um, of like chibi versions of all the characters <laughs> doing like their work. Yeah, and everything. This was um, a cute anime. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Um, but yeah, so uh, animation. Um, yeah, for, what, when was it? 2008 and 2009? Yeah, it's, it's been a while. That's interesting, because that's the same, that's the same time period One Outs was. Right. Um. That's a good comparison. It is, and I'm, I'm sorry, Dupe, I'm sorry for saying this, <laughs> I think this, I like this animation better. It's um, a, a higher quality of animation. Yeah, but and then once again too, that comes with the territory too, because there's a lot. You have a lot more stuff you can animate, and a lot more opportunities to make things look cool than in a sports anime. Yeah, I mean, you can't draw badass monsters in a sports anime, even though you wanted them to. Ty, <laughs> it would make <laughs> Traditionally, it more entertaining. It's, it's not done. True, but it would make it more entertaining. Yeah. But yeah, I I like the animation with this. I thought it was, I mean, you get it, naturally it's gonna be like you're gonna have that beautiful Victorian era background to the buildings mm-hmm. and and whatnot. But I thought the characters were done well as well. Um, Sebastian, he looks like everything he really is. And one hell of a butler, you know. 
I'm just um, gonna laugh every time you say one hell of a boner. Every time we say that, yeah, it makes me smile, just a little chuckle. Um, and then yeah, they they added some variety in there with like Marin's purple hair and yeah, you know CL's uh, crystal blue eye. Yeah, or his ring that matches his eye. Yeah, I think they did well in that department. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the anime is very the animation is very crisp, very um. Just well, well drawn, well animated. They um, had some fight scenes where they could show off their animation skills. Mm-hmm. Although and, some of the fight scenes, I feel like they took shortcuts on. Oh, really? Well, it's uh, and by that I just mean like those DBZ shortcuts where they like move faster than I can see. Oh, so yeah, they just yeah. have to draw like a spark or something. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, and. One other thing I'd like to mention is they do, they they really do well with their their color palette. Um, you, That's a good point too. You got you know the dark scenes where he's like in the underground, and I'm I'm not saying like he's actually underground, but like the criminal underworld kind of a thing. Um, you know, a dark back alley. Um, so they do the the dark colors, but then you got. Things like his his bright blue eye that contrasts that, or scenes where it's a cheerful scene, like him and Lizzie in his mansion. So it's bright and colorful. Speaking of eyes, I like how they did Sebastian's size as well. Yes. He had two sets of eyes. That was interesting. The, the demon eyes and the regular eyes. Yeah, the I've gotten I've been given a command eyes and yes. Then, <laughs> Um, and, and season three does it just as well, if not better. So, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think uh, unless you have anything else, we're we're good to move on to final. Uh, well, okay. Final, okay. final overviews. All right. Yep. Starting with story, what do you think? Story for first season. So some of the some of the reviews argue that it drops off after the first six episodes and has too many fillers, and their argument for that is that's where it diverged from the manga. I don't agree with that. I think the story was really well done. Um, there weren't episodes that were noticeably fillers. You know, I feel like everything you can make an argument for every episode that it. Ties into the plot some way or another. Mm-hmm. And people are probably going to hate me for saying that. <laughs> um, but oh, I you, already do. You can make an argument for anything, you know, if you if you try hard I'm hard arguing enough. you on that. Yeah, see? My point exactly. Nope, I'm arguing that. Um, you don't have a point. I would give it a... The plot... You know what, though? On the other hand, I... I'm so frustrated that they didn't tie it tie up in episode 24. Episode 24 <laughs> left a lot of loose ends. So instead of a nine, I'm, I'm going to give it an eight. Fair, it's fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I. I would. Uh. Yeah. Eight is more than than enough. I mean, it's got some really cool settings and everything like that. But story wise, um. It, it's it's good. That's about it. So, 
nothing super spectacular, but... It so, is interesting yeah. to think how it would have impacted the anime if they kept the story, like, the plot a little bit closer to the chest, if you know what I mean. Yeah, a little more focused. Narrowed it a bit, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say 7-8. Yeah, okay. What's next? How about characters? Okay, so characters, and this this again too would would vastly differ if you asked me this question two years ago, but and it's all about that mindset. I really like the characters. I grew super attached to them, um, and like even even CL who could be a, a little brat sometimes. Um, spoiler spoiler alert, but seeing them. Seeing him slap Sebastian really tried my patience. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I like the characters. Um, I, I'd give him a solid nine. Mine's, uh, mine's definitely fair. It's, um, the, the characters are part of what makes the anime great. They have good dynamics, the good interactions between them all. Um, just fun to watch. So nine is, yeah, nine nine's good. Um, is that what you'd give it them too? Yeah, yeah, nine nine is good. Um, so let's Great. go on to animation. You starting to panic because we're at a minute or hour thirty five? Yeah, we might have to skip the news. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Animation. I thought it was good. I mean, it's it's definitely better than most of the other 2008-2009 anime we've saw as well. When was, when was, um, off the top of your head, do you happen to know when uh, Blue Exorcist was? Blue Exorcist? Hmm. I think that might have been a little newer. 2011. Yeah. I, I think that's an in- interesting anime to compare this to because they both deal with, like, I guess you can't argue Blue Exorcist is English. Um, but they definitely both deal with, like, demons, the occult. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe the more I think about it, the more terrible that comparison becomes. <laughs> anyway, the point, the reason I brought it up is because even though Blue Exorcist was a 2011, I thought Black Butler did better on the animation front than Blue Exorcist. Yeah, I don't know. They must have had a pretty good budget for their this anime because they did pretty well on on the animation. It's um you know, first season above par for sure. Second season about the same as the first. Third season's really good. Um so yeah. Uh I'd say I'd say eight. Nate. It's yeah. interesting. Nine for the third season. Eight for the third. It's interesting because going it, I feel like this background, right? Victorian England, you already have kind of an edge in the department of animation and music, just because you know there's so much, so much to go off of that in the Victorian era, and most, if not all, of it is loved. You know, everyone loves a, a gothic stylized, you know, Victorian background, and everyone loves that classical instrumental music. 
Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, animation, I'd give it an eight as well. I'd give it an eight point five if I could, but I think eight. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, yeah. I've seen, I've seen them better. Like I said, I the third season, I rank is a nine, but um, yeah, eight, eight's a good ranking for it. Uh, and then to finish it off, good old uh, sound. So, sound, um, looking at it from a, uh, what's the word? Objective? Is that the word I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. Um, looking at it just as the impact of sound in this anime, um, I really liked it. They All the soundtracks were appropriate. You could argue that that end theme I love so much isn't appropriate. It's, it's an end mm-hmm. theme, and I liked it. And it's It's my podcast, darn it. You say what you want. <laughs> so, no, I like that. I didn't get a score high. I'd, I'd give it a nine. Yeah. No, the music was done pretty well. Like, like said, they, they worked really well with the setting that they were in, and they had a diverse soundtrack. And it, it, the openings, the opening was great. I have I really enjoyed all the openings. Um, and the ending was pretty good, too. So, yeah. I might even... No, I'll say nine. No, I feel like... Tens reserved for that special your okay. line April type. I got you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think differently of you either way. So yeah. Um. So and I, I take back what I said. You beautiful, lovely listeners out there. It's our podcast, not mine. And I love you guys. And I'm sorry. <laughs> if by ours um, you mean mine and yours, then yeah, sure. <laughs> Well, I mean, it wouldn't be much of a podcast without an audience, would it? Oh yeah, we have an audience of two. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So, okay. Uh, what about overall, then, buddy? Overall, I'd say eight, eight for the first two seasons, nine for the second or third season. Man, I gotta watch this third season. You would love See, the third season. It's. That's interesting. I feel like my I have a higher view of it because I haven't seen the second and third season, right? Because I was going to give it a nine overall. Oh yeah, um, but I feel like if I had watched seasons one, two, and three, I would agree with you a hundred percent. You know, mm. I feel like I would it would drop it down to an eight in comparison. Yeah. Um. But uh, having just watched the first season, uh, I yeah, I'd probably give it a nine, and it might change if I ever watch the second and third season. <laughs> I'd be interesting to see what you would uh, say about the second and third season. So, I'm a little afraid to watch the second season because you said it wasn't that great. Uh, not as good as the. Like I said the plot wasn't as good. Characters and all the the fun is still there. The plot that, is a little interesting. That's good because twenty five episodes is is a lot to get through on something that's not. Yeah, I don't. Par. I don't think the second season is that long. I think the oh, second season is half of that. I think it's only like twelve episodes. Oh, that's not bad at all. And the third is um like ten episodes, I think. Wow, man, they dropped. Yeah, but it, it, it's done well. I like good pacing. 
You don't want to, you know, over... Like, I would have liked an extra few episodes on Book of Circus, but, like, I'm not upset that it... Like, I don't want it to go too long either. Gotcha. I would almost argue that the first season went a little longer than I would want it to. They could have trimmed some of it out for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, season two is only... um. 12 episodes, and then Book of Circus is 10. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, so... <clears throat> yeah, overall, it, it was a it was a fun anime to watch, in my yeah. opinion. I'm glad you suggested it. Yeah, yeah. But just, just go into it knowing that. Like, open mind, just have fun with it. Don't take it too seriously or anything like that. Yeah, like I said, there's like... These mysteries that they're solving, but don't take it as a mystery anime. Don't take it as a, a psychological anime. Don't take it as like a dark. Like yes, there's parts of that in it, but that's not what it is. I don't know. It kind of sounds like you're saying this might be a, a series that's best watched a little bit inebriated. Uh, I mean, most series probably would be better. Though, so. <laughs> Uh, there were a couple moments in this anime where it's like, you gotta be shitting me. Like, in a good way, though. <laughs> like a, oh my god, you gotta be shitting me. Or like, ah, yeah. oh, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, I can't believe I didn't see this coming, but this <laughs> totally was coming. So. Well, that's good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Well, I'm glad you recommended it. Of course. I mean, what kind of a butler would you be if you didn't? <laughs> yeah. uh, I am simply one hell of a co-host. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, but, I think that's uh, a great place to end it. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, this was another episode of Your Weekly Ramen. We hope you enjoyed. Let us know if, uh, if you watch it, let us know what you think on Twitter. We like yep. to talk on Twitter. Also, let us know if you like those hints we've been dropping. I did. Yeah. I <laughs> I'm glad you I did. I thought they were fun. That <laughs> might become a thing. Good. Although, I think the second one might have given it away. That was kind of the intention. <laughs> so, the the thing behind that is... Well, do you want to talk about it afterwards? Or do you want to talk about it now? Huh? We're going to talk about it afterwards. Okay, we're, we'll do that. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. Pretty, uh, pretty far in, so... So, unfortunately, we shall skip news articles, but who likes news articles anyway? <laughs> Got some some interesting news for you guys. We're not going to tell you any news this week. Spoiler, there might have been a story about a, a toilet? <laughs> yeah, Japanese, apparently, Japanese porcelain thrones are of the <laughs> highest quality. <laughs> so, all right, well... We have been your weekly ramen. Don't thank us. We are just one hell of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> Chama cha. Sayonara.